Hi, everybody. This is Tony Kahn, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. I can think of a number of frightening experiences that I had as a kid that my parents never heard about. Why? because I didn't tell them. That's why, like most kids, while my parents were busy taking care of me, I was trying to take care of them. They didn't complain when things got rough, so why should I? And I know I'm not alone. I've heard plenty of stories from my friends, all of them former children, about scary experiences that they had as kids that they kept to themselves for years and years. It turns out that my wife, Harriet Risen, had one too. About 10 years after we were married, she told me a story of something that happened to her when she was seven. And I asked her if she'd be willing to tell the story to us on Morning Stories. Don't worry, the uh, child in Harriet is doing very, very well. So today's Morning Story from my wife, Harriet Risen, Home Alone. That was the summer I was seven years old. Every year we would decamp for a house down at the Jersey Shore. My friend Peggy Spencer was going to church that Sunday, and I wanted to wait and say goodbye to Peggy. So I waited for Peggy, came back home, and there were no cars in the driveway. We had two cars, and they were both gone. I knew that they'd been packing, and I knew I was supposed to be there, and I was always off in my little dream world, and I wouldn't show up, and I'd get in trouble for it. So I thought, okay, you know, got to take my medicine. I'm spending the summer by myself. So I went into the house, which was unlocked, as houses were at that time, and I proceeded to live my life, you know, as a kind of bachelor seven-year-old. I don't think I even read in the library usually, but my father did, so I think I thought, uh, read my book and like a grown-up, and I was okay. And then I thought, hmm, I'm hungry. And I went into the kitchen, and I looked around, and I had no idea how to get myself anything to eat. And then it hit me. I couldn't take care of myself. I I was going to starve. That anyone might be able to come back and get me was just beyond my ability to imagine, you know? Just at that point, this young woman who did housekeeping for us, uh, I remember her name was Addie Mae Perry. She came up from the south. She came into the house. She said, why are you here? What happened to you? And I just, I probably said, I, you know, I was being punished. I was bad. And I cried just sobbing to poor Addie Mae about how I was left alone. She telephoned my father's business. And the plan was made that I would be picked up by my uncle after work. Meanwhile, my parents had packed up a whole lot of stuff and four, they thought, children, and had made an uh, arrangement to get together at Howard Johnson's. Then they went through an entire lunch without noticing that I was missing. My mother said to my father, aren't you going to bring anything to Harriet in the car? And my father said, I thought you had her. Each had thought the other had left me sleeping in the car. And... By the time they called the office, Addie Mae had made this arrangement, and my uncle took me to his home at the shore, where I'd never been before, and I spent the night with him and my aunt and their four children. And that was an awfully long time to wait. 
the next morning at around 11 o'clock, my father came in to pick me up. Then I was reunited with my family. For years, I thought, I thought about it the way they thought about it. Wasn't it funny that I thought I could actually live by myself and take care of myself? And then wasn't it funny that they had lunch all together and didn't notice that I was missing? What a funny mistake. I guess four was a lot of children. I guess they were preoccupied. They never thought I was ever lost. No, but I did. I'll never forget Annie Mae. I think she saved me from complete desolation. Can't imagine, I think I might have gone crazy and never recovered. In a way that nobody else really saw, she looked at me and she saw I was lost. I've often wondered how things went with Annie Mae. She called me a princess. And I do wish very much for Addie Mae that it came out okay. That was today's morning story from my dear wife, Harriet Risen, home alone. And I'm here in the studio with my dear friend, Gary Mott. I know how crazy things can get. Yeah. And I have three kids, and I can just see myself you know, leaving my daughter in the car. If should that ever happen, and God forbid it does, what do you think she'll be thinking? Oh, I did something wrong. Daddy left me in the car. Maybe she'll think that? Not my children, no. That, <laughs> I would never hear the end of it. <laughs> I would never recover. It would be a daily badgering. I see. Well, Dad, then, remember that time you left me in the car? The most important lesson we get from our families, how do you handle emotions? We did a story not so long ago from Ilona Kufal, who told what it was like to grow up in her family with her father being a Nazi. And that's had amazing responses. A lady named Pam heard Ilona's story, and she wrote us... Within minutes of hearing it, right? Within minutes. We called her up. I just started listening to podcasts, uh, and your show was one of the ones that I've started to load onto my iPod. So I was listening to her show, and I'm sitting here, and, you know, I'm sitting here in Austria, and it's a beautiful sunny afternoon, and there are cows in the meadow next to our balcony, and this story... Oh, it just was so personal, you know, and uh, it made me think immediately of my parents. My husband is Austrian. So I've been coming back and forth to Austria for almost 10 years now, but this is the first time for my parents. My family is Jewish, and there are no Jews here. This farmer up on the hill was 88, and he, he lived through the war, so you can't help but think, oh, where were they when this happened? Mm -hmm. Pamela, would you read us uh, your blog entry? I'd be happy to. This would have been the day after they arrived. For many years, my parents insisted they would never visit Germany. We're Jewish, and the history, well, you know. They've extended that ambivalence towards Austria, but since I married an Austrian, they wanted to see his homeland and have moderated their views a little. The parents are staying up on the hill at a farmhouse. After we got them settled in, we were invited to join the family for coffee. While we were sitting there, the old man came in. He's 88 and still farming. As a much younger man, he was a POW. He got picked up in northern Africa and sat out almost all of the war in a fenced yard in Texas. He picked cotton as prison labor. When he was finally released and transported back to Austria, the Red Cross shipped him a guitar that they'd given him when he was a prisoner. He still has his guitar. He likes country music, and he says he's going to take it out and play it for us sometime while the parents are still here. 
(laughs) (laughs) When he was finally released, he actually wanted to stay in the U.S., but they tossed him out. Sure they did, said the woman to his right. They had to throw out all the Nazis. She whacked him on the arm and laughed. And his son said, so much better than having to live with the memories of what happened during the war. Hmm. The old man said that during his time in uniform, he sat in a bunker holding a rifle. But he never shot the thing. Never shot it at anything or anyone. My stepfather reached over and patted him on the arm as a way of thanks. On day two, we had coffee and cake with my mother-in-law and went for a lovely walk by the lake. The only past we talked about was what the family had been doing with their summer. Wow. If you were to tell the story of that touch and how long it took to finally land on the shoulder of an Austrian from the finger of a Jew... It was very moving. I felt really honored to be the person doing the translation. I've been struggling with this language for years. It's a very difficult language. And to be able to be sort of the conduit for this interaction mm. was, for me, this it was an incredible experience. I work as a freelance technical writer. Mm-hmm. How to use software. Is that what got you to uh, your own iPod? Um, I actually won it in a contest. <laughs> pretty exciting. You know, people people go out and they, they spend a lot of money on them. They're quite expensive. Yeah. Um, but I love radio, and when I travel, I can't listen to the, the kinds of things I like to listen to. I was looking at the NPR stuff, and I found your show, and I found a bunch of classic recordings of, you know, 40s and 50s radio shows, and oh, I love that stuff. And now I can have it with me, even though it's really far away. We're, getting, we're looking at maybe having to pay extra fees for our internet this month because I've just been. My husband keeps asking me, "What are all these downloads?" Don't tell him we have about a hundred in the archives. I know but, I saw, uh, and I just I'm just at the very top of the list. I don't have any doubts that there's more stuff in there for me to love. It's very forward of me to say this, but I think I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I am honored to to hear from you. So thank you so much. You're you're so very welcome. I'm I'm just delighted. Pam, I don't even know your last name. It's Mandel. Mandel. Pamela Uh Mandel. Thank you, Pamela. Thanks a lot, Tony. All right. Take care. You too. Uh Bye. Bye. Well, my feelings toward Pamela have only deepened since (laughs) I last talked to her. I got to tell you, Garrett, just like Pamela, I, I feel really privileged to be in the middle of somebody's story while somebody else is hearing it. It, it, It's amazing what a story can do to bring people together. Podcasting is just, you know, it's revolutionary. Listen, guys out there, all of you who've been supplying us with stories, please keep it up. And as your example, look toward, well, Ipswich. Their website is ipswitch.com, I-P-S-W-I-T-C-H, and they are a leader in file transfer software, as well as being a really good friend. If you'd like to help Ipswich in their support of Morning Stories, wgbh.org slash Morning Stories. A couple of ways to do it, credit card or, if you prefer, PayPal. Listen, the important thing is, if your feeling for Morning Stories is positive and you'd like to help us keep bringing them to you, then we would certainly appreciate whatever help you can send. And as always, we appreciate uh, email from our listeners. That's priceless. Morning Stories at WGBH.org. And we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.